welcome to the CLB Forge podcast, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. This is the show to help equip you and your church for mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. Hello and welcome to episode 79. I'm Mike Natal. And I'm Sarah Pencil. Today we are joined by Dave Martin and Isaac Petrick, who are both currently attending the Lutheran Brethren Seminary remotely. In today's episode, we hope to give you a glimpse into the life of a student studying digitally and how the seminary is equipping these students, even at a distance, for ministry. Dave Martin serves at Pilgrim Lutheran Brethren Church in Mentor, Ohio. It's near Cleveland. Before being hired as the associate pastor a little over a year ago, Dave was an elder at Pilgrim and worked as a firefighter and paramedic for 20 years. He's been married to his wife, Amy, for 22 years, and they have three children. Rachel, who's 19, who, as much as it pains me to say this, is a student at The Ohio State University. As yeah, I like Rachel a lot, but I'm, I need to boo the fact yeah. that we just had to say Rachel, Ohio I, State University Yeah, I'm assuming podcast. Rachel's listening to this podcast because her father's on it. Rachel, we like you, but we are Penn State alum, and that's we're just mm, going to leave mm-hmm. that there. Uh, Kyle is 16 and Olivia is 14, and maybe they will make different choices as to their secondary education, but that's not why we're here. Uh, They are both still in high school. Dave is a six-year student pursuing a diploma in Christian ministry at the Lutheran Brethren Seminary, and Isaac Petrick is married to Karen. We will, uh, they will be celebrating their 20th anniversary on March of uh, 2022. Uh, Isaac, I hope you kind of have something in the works for planning that there. Good, good, good. They have two children, Tyler and Madison, and he currently works as a police officer in a suburb right outside of Cleveland, Ohio, uh, where he's been a police officer for 21 years and was promoted to the rank of sergeant in 2018. He's been an elder at Pilgrim Lutheran Brethren Church for about two years, and he's been chairman of the congregation for six months. He's in his third year of classes at LBS as a part-time student, so he's completed one full year of classes over, over that time. Welcome to Dave and Isaac. We're glad to have you here with us today. All right. So right out of the rip, one of our first questions that we really like to ask our guests, um, and we've changed it. So it used to be Star Wars versus Star Trek, but since I got really upset just beating Ryan into submission because nobody really picked Star Trek, we had to change it because Ryan literally cried himself multiple times to sleep, his wife was telling us. Um, So what we change it to now is uh, can you guys tell us what your favorite childhood cartoon was growing up? I, I'm going to, I may get a little obscure on you here. There was a cartoon called mask and they had a line of toys that were associated with it that I collected as well. And I think the, if I remember the, the concept was all these guys worked like normal jobs and had these special watches. And when there was like an emergency, the watches went off and they went into like, this lair and put on their their special helmets in their special souped up cars and then went and fought the fought the bad guys so that was my favorite cartoon growing up i think my favorite uh my favorite of all there's so many of them but i think my favorite are the old school uh looney tunes i I, probably the roadrunner would probably be my favorite it's one of those you just look at it and go how did the coyote not see that one coming you know and is that because you personally identify I with think the coyote? I, do. I think or? really, I really do identify. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, probably the, I should call it the coyote cartoons because I relate so much. <laughs> nice. So, Dave and Isaac, could you each tell us a little bit about the journey that led you to attend LBS? 
So for me, I think journey is the right word for it because it wasn't one single moment that sticks out about how I ended up at LBS. It was kind of a a combination of events that uh, led me to LBS. I I had done some preaching to help fill in and you get a couple people who go, hey, you'd be really good at that. And uh, maybe you should think about being a pastor after you retire. And then you have a guy like Dr. Veeam who is always pushing and maybe pushing is not the right word, but definitely encouraging and maybe giving you that little uh, nudge that you need to, to take that leap of faith. Um, so he, that was definitely a part of it as well. And then obviously Dave and I are, are really close friends and, and Dave's journey helped me take that leap of faith as well. That's really cool. Dave, how, how about you? Yeah, like Isaac said, I, 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 there's a, a line from the movie Amazing Grace uh, where the character, uh, William Wilberforce, uh, who at the time was uh, in the parliament and then ultimately became an abolitionist. When he's asked about, you know, finding God, he, he says that, no, God found me and you have no idea how inconvenient that is. Um, that was kind of my life. I'd kind of been working. I, I started uh, working towards getting into the fire service. And it's a pretty... This police and fire both are at the time were very competitive. Um, if there was like one or two jobs open and you, there'd be 300 people that showed up and you had to do competitive testing and physical agility courses. And it was a lot of work to get in. And so I'd finally gotten in and gotten settled in and I thought, and was getting established. And then I started teaching Sunday school classes. And like, like Isaac said, people are like, Hey, you know, maybe you should think about this. And and, uh, yeah, Dr. Viam showed up and said, hey, have you thought about going to seminary? And I just started shaking my head. At the same time, somebody had said, somebody I knew well uh, told me, hey, you know what? You shouldn't go into ministry unless there's any way you can get out of it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. So well, first I started thinking about seminary, and um, I was like, I just don't, I don't think I can do it. First of all, I don't even have an associate's degree. Dr. VM's like, well, maybe just go back and work on that. So I'd been teaching at a local community college and I was able to pay for all of the rest of my degree through teaching. I was like, okay, well, there goes one hurdle. I said, okay, uh, now, now what are we going to do? And I said, you know, I don't even have a bachelor's degree. He says, well, there's a program that we have. You don't have to have that. You can come in as a diploma in uh, Christian ministry. You can, you can come in that way and still get and I think the term he used was to prepare mature students who sent a call later in life. I was like, hey, wait a minute. What do you mean by a mature student? Like, I think he called me old. But he says, yeah, there's a way that we can do that, too. And I'm like, okay, that's, there goes another obstacle that I thought was going to be in my way. Um, so I applied and was accepted. And then soon after being accepted, somebody um, reached out to, and offered to help me pay with tuition, which was another thing. I'm like, how am I going to pay for this? I have three little kids. And somebody says, hey, uh, how about we help you? Um, so yeah, like Isaac said, it's been a definite journey, but, and as I went through this each time, I couldn't, every time I came up with an excuse for why I couldn't go to seminary, something else happened. So finally the last straw was, Hey, we're going to have to move. We're going to leave this whole thing that we've been working on. And we're going to move to Fergus falls, which my wife was not about. She's like, yeah, that's, that's not for me. And, um, and about that same time, I found out that the, the seminary was going through an accreditation process. And in the midst of it, uh, they were advised to to look at distance education and said, hey, do you guys have one? If not, let's set one up. And so then they set up this this new distance education program. And I was one of the first students to come in. And I was like, well, there goes my last excuse for why I can't possibly go to seminary. Yeah, that's, that's how we found our way here. 
Dave, I was going to say, even just as you're sharing your story, I feel like it's uh, like Moses at the burning bush. And when he kept, God kept sending him to Egypt and he kept coming up with reason after reason after reason why that was a terrible idea. And it sounded just very similar where you said, you know, God was like, oh, no problem. You know, we yeah. t- we'll take care of this hurdle. We'll take care of that hurdle. And, and there you are. So yeah, his, his plans are good. It's just, it's, it's funny just listening to you talk. That's what I was thinking about. The, the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, you know, I know the plans I have for you just kept coming up. It's like, okay, Isaac used to tell me sometimes that, you know, his, his opinion of God. Do you want to share your, your, your thing about God and your plans, Isaac? Here's something that you're never going to hear God say. Oh, you know what, Isaac? I never thought of that before. You're right. <laughs> we should try it your way, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That is good. Guys, can you give us a glimpse into what it's like to attend the Lutheran Brethren Seminary digitally? Sure. Um, yeah, for my experience, what, what I can tell you about my own personal experience is that it's awesome because we actually get to attend classes in real time. Um, so we'll use the Zoom platform. Um, and we can log in at the exact same time as everybody else that's in class, in person, real time. Um, and we have the opportunity right at, as classes begin to interact with the other students, to interact with the professors. Um, we find out what's going on in everybody's lives. And then we pray for each other before each class. We get to listen to the lectures uh, just as if we were in the class. Uh, we get to ask questions. The great part about it, though, is that if we're unable to, uh, both of our schedules are pretty erratic. I was working, when I was working for the fire department, I was working 24 um, hour shifts. I'd work for a full day and be off for two days. And if the class, if I missed the class, I can make it up uh, within a week. I can watch that class. And then we have the opportunity to uh, make an observation and ask questions and interact um, through another platform called Populate. Yeah, especially for me now, Dave's schedule is a little easier than mine. So with my schedule, I, I work 12 hour shifts, but I also rotate between day shift and night shift every six weeks. So for me, the um, ability to either sometimes I can be in class live, but other times I just I can't. So the ability to be able to watch something after the fact um, is a is a blessing. Some of the other things that we, one of the things I thought was going to be really complicated is, you know, some of our coursework includes preaching um, and how how we do preaching and how we can review those things together and um, using these po- these different tools like Zoom. Um, we were able to record stuff and, and to, to show what our preaching styles were like uh, even before the pandemic. And now that's something that we all have used. So it was really neat how our education uh, and, and the platforms that we were using were, were something that kind of had us prepared ahead of time. Yeah. If I could add one other thing, I think the pandemic kind of obviously threw a lot of things for a loop, but it threw this distance learning for a loop too, because sometimes you just get tired of being on zoom it's you you have zoom fatigue and i'm like i don't want to be on zoom anymore it is uh yeah it is it is something or you know just the technology requirements and camera on i'm wearing you know maybe guys don't think about this am i wearing the same shirt i wore to the class last time i don't know (laughs) um but so kind of launching off of what you guys were just talking about but maybe shifting slightly what are some of the personal benefits you've found with attending seminary virtually so for me number one not having to uproot my family and my daughter's almost done with high school being able to let her finish out her schooling and not uprooting all that so she has to make new friends and a whole new life a whole time zone away that that's been a real blessing and then yeah, just the flexibility with the, with the digital format for me with my schedule has just been great. 
Yeah, that's that's something I've heard you you both say, you know, just the not uprooting of your family and working. You guys both sort of have oddball work schedules. You're not you're not working a nine to five so that that this you can still be accomplishing this goal while doing your your job. That's that's really incredible. Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I, I would say that, that that's true. Um, not having to uproot everybody has been a big deal. Letting them finish up their high school and the schools that they've been raised in has been really, really good. Yeah, you know, in, in the 60s and 70s, there was a, an ad for the phone system that was kind of advertising long distance. It said, long distance, the next best thing to being there. Um, and that's truly what I think my experience has been here. And it's been great uh, that I've been able to continue initially working as a firefighter. And so I was able to make the adjustment. But now I'm still able to serve as, as a pastor now and continue education. Um, so we're able to, 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 to continue doing what God's called us to do in the church without having to leave. So it's been really, really good. That's, that's incredible. So what would you guys say you personally found difficult with the distance education? I was just up in at the seminary doing in-person classes for um, a week. And I was up there a couple of weeks ago. And the thing that was most difficult for me is doing it online. I can't explain it, but there's a camaraderie up there. There's a brotherhood or a sisterhood or whatever you want to call it that you just don't get being online. And I felt really sad when I had to leave there because I was leaving that behind. There are so many things that you get to experience being on campus that you don't get just sitting in front of your computer screen. I, I, I don't know what the word for it is. I don't know how quite to explain it. But unless you've actually experienced it, then you probably know what I'm talking about. I would agree with that, Isaac. I think that um, it is it is better. Like like I said, it's the next best thing to being in person. So obviously, being in person is better. I would say the for, for me though, Isaac had a nice experience. He was there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, most of the time, I travel up to Fergus Falls. It's usually in January, and I usually get stuck in an airport someplace for two or three days every time. So I, I do enjoy seeing the people. I just don't like traveling. Um, so that's definitely you know. But it is good to, I think we need to be there at least once a year um, to see everybody, to, to enjoy that camaraderie. But traveling in, in Fergus Falls, Minnesota in January is definitely very difficult. Um, but as far as the actual coursework, for me, um, I know that I am very easily, um, well, I'm not as disciplined as Isaac. And so for me, it's easy for me to kind of wander off and get behind in, in coursework. Um, but thankfully, I know that uh, I've, I've learned that through communicating with my, my professors and letting them know where I'm at, what's happening, uh, they're usually very gracious and they'll help me get back on track pretty easily. So while it's a difficulty, I think the professors more than make up for, for my shortcomings when I get lost or off track. I do have to admit, Dave, you threw me a little bit of a curveball when you first said, um, usually when I go out to the Lutheran Brethren Seminary, it's in January. And instantly I was thinking, I remember when I was just getting ready to go out to seminary, um, the pastor at the time at the church that I was worshiping at was Tim Istabo. And so he was going out to do um, the worship. He led that worship class before Bra oh. uh, Dr. Privenow took it over. And he came back and he's like, just to let you know, he goes, I know that you're already signed up to go to seminary. He said, I was just out there for worship, the high for the week was negative 30. And I was like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, the high for the week yeah. was negative 30. And I was like, how, I don't even know. My brain doesn't even function below zero. Like, I don't even know how that worked. And so 
when you said flying at first, I was like, he's not going to say the cold in January. And That's then it amazing. came around on the backside. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> came around. You yeah, snuck my, it my up first on time me. traveling out there, um, we went for J term and it was beautiful, sunny blue sky. And we had been inside. I knew it was cold already, but the sun had come out. And here in Cleveland, if that happens, you're like, yeah, it's okay. The sun's going to make up. It's going to make you warm. I had forgotten something in the car. I'm like, I'm just going to run out to the car real fast. I'm not going to put a hat on or a jacket. I'm just going to run. It's like 50 feet out there. My head hurt so bad from that cold. Cause like you said, it was like negative 20. It was like the worst ice cream headache I ever had in my life. I was like, what is going on? It's supposed to be warm and it's so cold, but beautiful. It's a beautiful place. It's really cold. So beautiful, yes. but cold. That. <laughs> Our, our final question, which I'm actually going to split into two parts. So the, the first part, what encouragement would, now that we've told them it might be a little chilly and they should wear a hat, uh, maybe Hard that's making the digital option more attractive to some people. But uh, So what encouragement would you give to someone who's thinking about attending LBS, whether it be digitally or in person? What enc- The encouragement I would have is, is that there are programs there for everybody and like dave dave all all i have is an associate's degree you don't need a bachelor's degree um it helps but you don't need one you know if you want to if you're thinking about being a missionary you can get your one year certificate if you're if you don't have a, a bachelor's degree there's another certificate program so there's there's something there for everybody um they want you to succeed they're not looking to uh fail you or that that's not what they want they're they want they're they're putting you in every position to succeed you know i'm not gonna lie it's not easy especially if you're if you're trying to juggle a full-time work schedule but there the flexibility um you don't have to go full-time you can go part-time you can extend it out over three four five six years um the, the Lord will provide, if, if this is something that you think you might want to do, the Lord will provide a way for you to do it. Yeah, I agree. Another thing I would say is that if you feel that that's actually God's call, you know, God's calling you to, to get involved and to, 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 to take a look at this. Um, like Isaac said, there's lots of programs. One of the things that we've actually even added at our church is that we actually um, have a scholarship because you can even just come and audit classes. You know, if you're involved in a worship team, if you're involved in any aspect as an elder, there's lots of different places. You don't have to just come to seminary to be a pastor. Like Isaac said, you can, if you're doing mission work, there's, there's so many different aspects of what we do in ministry uh, that can be fortified through the education, the Lutheran Brethren Seminary. Um, so all those things, come, come and learn more about God's word and about what he has to say for the work that you're being called to do. That's that's so great. And something that you both mentioned uh, in, in your answers to an earlier question was other people in your life in different areas in, or places who, who spoke into that or uh, I'm going to say confirmed other things God was putting in your heart. Uh, so I think that's something, too, to any of our listeners, just if if they're hearing the same message from different people different ways— and I, I know we're kind of talking to people here who are think, maybe thinking about going to seminary, but I'm sure there are people listening to this who um, are just attending a church. And, and if, you, if you think you know somebody 
who you go, you know what, that guy would be a, a good pastor or a good missionary. Encourage them, pray for them. Maybe you're the one that to one the, to give them the push to to go where they need to go. Right. That's that's great, Isaac. Yeah. That that is good. Yeah. Maybe we're the one God's wanting to use in that that person's life. And now with the uh, publication of this podcast too, this can be another discreet way that if you have a friend uh, or a relative who you think has the skills to become a pastor, maybe pass this episode of the podcast on to them too. And just be like, Hey, I always am thinking about you. I'm encouraging you. I think you have the skills in order to do this. Uh, there was recently an episode on this podcast that I listened to that talked about the potential of going to the Lutheran Brethren Seminary. Just give it a listen. And just think and and then allow the Lord, you know, cast the seed and allow the Lord to uh, to grow it from there. That's that's great. So after we encourage them, they listen to this podcast and they're dying to go to LBS. How how do they get information? It, what's what's the website? Where where do they go? How do they go to get information about whether it's long distance learning or the in-person learning? lbs.edu is the website for for the Lutheran Brethren Seminary. That seems simple enough. Talk to your pastor. I'm sure Dr. Viam, again, Dr. David Viam, he's the he's the president of the Lutheran Brethren Seminary. He knows everybody probably. So, if you have any questions, you can contact Dr. Viam. He's a super great guy. Or if you have, you know, talk to your pastor. I'm sure your pastor has a connection with somebody up at up at LBS. Right. So, okay, so lbs.edu for information. I believe you guys said, too, that your church even has a, a scholarship fund, so maybe another listener's church would have something similar. And the other the other good thing, too, with that, I was blessed to have a home church that sent me to seminary, too, uh, and assisted in paying for it. But also, once you get into seminary, they also have individual donors who give to the seminary specifically. And so as you're there, uh, the seminary and the professors uh, kind of disperse those funds across different uh, students as well. So there's always help uh, for individuals who are looking to go to seminary. I would also encourage uh, those who are hearing this, that if you are wanting more information, you can literally call the seminary and get someone to talk to. Patty Zwears will be there. She'll probably pick up. She'll be able to hook you up with someone um, who could potentially help you further if you have specific questions. So there's always people there who you can call and you can talk to them or you can send them an email. All their emails are on the website too, lbs.edu. And so if you're thinking about it, the resources are there in order to uh, get you there. And it's just a matter of, you know, going back to what Dave said and what, what you said, Sarah, about being kind of like Moses, where you're trying to put up barriers and God's like, nope, that's not going to be a problem. That one's not going to be a problem either. Neither is this. And so eventually that act of submission, which is one of the important things of faith too, you know, receiving grace through faith, receiving this idea of that if God wants you to go to seminary, he's going to pave the way to do it. And so just kind of being open to allow him to lead you in that way. Uh, the resources are all there. And if you have any questions too, you can reach out to us as part of the podcast too. We would be happy to give you that information as well if you're looking to get a little bit more info about the seminary uh, or at least pass you resources to get those to you. All right. Well, we reached the end of the podcast. You guys did it. It wasn't that difficult. Difficult, hopefully. I mean, 
you know, Lindsay does a great job editing. So I'm sure what you hear is going to be fantastic. Uh, but to you two gentlemen, uh, Dave and Isaac, thank you so much for sitting down with us today and uh, sharing with us how God has led you this far. We're going to continue to be praying for you guys uh, as you continue to traverse through uh, your seminary education. And we look forward to seeing how God's going to lead you guys in ministry as you receive uh, these degrees and kind of move forward in ministry. So guys, thank you so much for being our guests today. Thank you. It was great being here. And thank you to our listeners uh, for your support in this show. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to this show so that you can be notified the next time that a podcast drops. Uh, And we'd love it if you could share this podcast with a friend or a colleague. And we thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. This has been an episode of the CLB Forge podcast brought to you by CLB North American Mission. Thanks for listening. We welcome your questions and comments. Email us at podcast at clbforge.org.